Elevate is the podcast brought to you by the Peer Ministers from the Office of Campus Ministry at St. Anselm College. The mission of Elevate is simple, to empower our listeners in their spiritual journeys and to plant seeds of faith. Have a topic we can discuss or a question we can answer? Reach out to us at campusministry at anselm.edu. pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid, Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our next episode. I'm Tom. And I am Conchetta. Hey, Chad, a quick question for you. Oh, God, what is it? What did pirates <laughs> call Noah's boat? Noah's Ark? The Ark. <laughs> that was great, right? <laughs> I think that was my best one yet. So here is my resign. Here you go. <laughs> putting in my two weeks. Oh, my goodness. No, seriously, welcome, y'all. Yeah, welcome um, we're excited to be having you for another episode, mm-hmm. season three, episode two. I know. Already. I feel like it's been a little while, but it hasn't been that long. I just miss you guys. Miss yeah. talking. Uh, today, though, we have a really awesome guest, a special guest, the new and beloved director of campus ministry. Who is it? Greg. Greg. We love Greg. Greg, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I love you both, too. Yes. Oh. So why don't we start with some introductions. Greg, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and background and talk about Bruiser. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Uh, Bruiser has become my better half unintentionally. Uh, So I... Um, I'm a lay minister in the church. I grew up in uh, north central Pennsylvania. I grew up in a town that had more hunting camps than houses, probably. Um, but I was raised in a very, very Catholic family. Um, my grandmother lived, uh, her front porch was parallel to the front steps of the Catholic church mm. just across the street. Wow. So um, we were one of those families that were just very much church was the center of our lives. Um, it's where we socialized, it's where we prayed, it's where we grew, it's where we learned, et cetera. So, um, from there I've moved around quite a bit. I've been working in education for over 20 years, Mm -hmm. um, mostly doing campus ministry work. Uh, and it's mostly been in large public institutions, uh, large state Mm -hmm. schools that normally averaged uh, around 25,000 students. Wow, wow that's so, crazy. Yeah, Definitely yeah. not that. <laughs> <laughs> and I should give the shout out to the dog Bruiser. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, you always, when you're doing campus ministry, you want the hook. You want something that's going to yeah. uh, interest students and, and hopefully help break the ice a little bit. Yeah. And so Bruiser's a really great uh, 
hook when it comes to getting to meet people and helping them feel comfortable and Absolutely. giving them something to focus on. Oh, I can testify to that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I've heard actually so many people say, I came in for the dog, and now I'm like in campus ministry. <laughs> yeah. And then that's how we get you. It's, yeah. all, it's all part of the plan. <laughs> and people stop by when Bruiser's in a meeting or something, and you're like, where's the dog? Yeah. And they're like, he's in a meeting with Greg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to meet Bruiser. Come on in, guys. Meet the, meet the dog. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, Greg, um, quick, another question for you. What brought you to St. A's? I know. Yeah, so that's a, a good question. And, you know, this was a process that started uh, several years ago for me. Um, there was only one time in my life where I didn't discern my next career move, mm-hmm. uh, and it didn't turn out so well. Yeah. So um, as I said, I, I've been working predominantly in large uh, higher ed institutions, and I started to feel this call for small and Catholic, mm-hmm. um, as much as I loved my work at those other institutions. So it was one of these you know, privileges and opportunities where I wasn't, I wasn't in a place where I had to go find a job. I could just continue to pray and look, and if something came about that that I might be a good fit for them and they'd be Mm -hmm. a good fit for me, we would take that opportunity. St. Anselm uh, uh, became that place. Uh, It's great. um, When I went to high school, I went to a Catholic high school started by the Benedictine Sisters in Pennsylvania. They were the first... uh, Benedictine sisters to build a mother house in the United States. Mm, wow. So there, there's some closeness that I have with the Benedictines. Also, um, there are these moments I've had in my college career, these like learning moments, these aha moments, and sometimes they're subtle and uh, and you don't know why they stick mm-hmm. with you. But in undergrad, I will always remember my philosophy of God class. And at the time, I thought I was going to go to school to be a secondary English teacher. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, sitting in philosophy of God and we're studying the definitions of God. And there's this person I've never heard of called Anselm, who defines God as that than which nothing greater can exist. Mm. And that was one of those aha moments for me in my education. So there are just all these little like steps sort of building, these little like milestones in life that sort of point to this moment. Mm. And uh, so coming here and getting to meet the people and interviewing and learning about what the vision is, what the history is, what the tradition is, mm-hmm. all of those things became very, very exciting for me. Yeah. And luckily, uh, some of my thoughts uh, resonated with the folks who were picking the next director. And, and oh, intimidatingly cool. so, I'm the first non-Anselmian to hold the position. Really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. I didn't put that piece together. Yeah, so that, uh, that makes it new for everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think, you know, Transitions can be fun, and at times they can be a little bit bumpy, mm-hmm. um, but it's all an opportunity for us to grow and learn from one another. Absolutely. I believe that we have a God that is so intentional and that all those little aha moments or coincidences are actually really purposeful and that you're here for a reason. And so we are so delighted to have you. And, yeah, we want to dive into the power of inclusivity. Mm-hmm. So... We have a few questions for you, if you don't mind asking. We can just dive right in. Sure. All right, great. Tell me when I get the first question. Yeah, so um, I guess a good maybe first question is, um, what I guess is like the vision right now for campus ministry looking into the future? Yeah, so for right now, my individual sort of professional ministerial mission is to get to know the community I do as much listening as I can, relationship building as I can. Mm -hmm. 
get an opportunity to learn what people are really happy with, um, what are the things that are very like important to people, what are the traditions, and then also the areas where they'd like to see some growth or improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so it's just about absorbing those things, honoring the things that are good, improving the things that could use a little bit of work, mm-hmm. uh, and, and seeing where that goes. It's also about, uh, because I'm brand new to campus, learning um, not just who people are, but what their God-given strengths and abilities are. Mm-hmm. So that, um, and that's one of my favorite things working in education is getting to know students and then helping discover opportunities for them to sort of thrive, challenge themselves, grow. Uh, so it, it's all of that relationship building that has to happen right now. That's great. Yeah. I feel called to just personally say thank you for taking that time and like making that such a, um, a point of a focus for you right now. Like I, I don't think we've, we're saying thank you enough to you because <laughs> that's so gracious of you to just like take that time to really soak mm-hmm. it in and like look at the students and get to know them that's so great yeah that's so great and it's an honor to be able to have the opportunity to do it yeah one of the things I love about ministry is that um you know we're sort of we become journey companions Mm -hmm. and so it's not ever that I feel like the leader um I feel like a participant Mm -hmm. and we get to learn from one another grow from one another um the, the 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 fact that I get to be in a job where I get to be inspired by others and learn new things from others, mm-hmm. grow in, in my spirituality mm-hmm. because of others, all of that is just amazing and yeah. also such a privilege. Oh, one yeah. line over there. I love that. And even the idea of like walking with others on their faith journey in yeah. ministry. Um, I know that's something Father Francis has talked about a lot. It's something I've talked about quite a bit on this podcast, but mm-hmm. I love that image of being able to learn from others and to just be with them on their faith journeys as they continue to grow and to try to nurture that faith journey with whatever we can do. Yeah, campus ministry is all about community, right? Doing this hand in hand. And so that kind of bleeds into the next question we have for you, Greg. What is inclusivity for a campus ministry office? What does that look like in this community? My starting point is, I have two starting points. Mm -hmm. One is to remember that every single person that has ever existed and ever will exist is a child of God, period. Regardless of their faith community, their faith tradition, their lack thereof, regardless of the color of their skin or their life experiences, every single person that's ever existed and ever will is a child of God. That makes them my sisters and brothers, period. So that means that everyone has a place at the table. Mm -hmm. Everyone does. And so inclusivity, I think, is making sure that we help people find that place and let them know that they're not just a guest, but they actually have a place set for them. Mm. End of story. Sometimes we can focus a lot on the invitation and then not focus very much on what happens if the invitation is accepted, Mm. right? Uh, Particularly in ministry, that can be the case. You know, I also think in ministry that we inherit words like that can they can have some heft to them and they can be intimidating. So when we think we hear words like sin or phrases like Jesus came to save us, those are heavy concepts Mm -hmm. and they can be off-putting at times. And in no way do I want to imply that those things don't exist or they aren't true. They very much are. But I think sometimes helping people frame them differently helps with the invitation. Uh, So oftentimes when 
Uh, I'm talking about sin with others. Maybe I'm not using that word in particular, Mm -hmm. but I'm talking about, you know, we're either moving forward or we're moving backwards. We're, we're moving forward being our, our best selves, our most complete selves, our most, our most whole selves, our most content selves, Mm -hmm. or we're moving in the opposite direction. And really, I think that's what sin is. Are we moving closer to oneness with God and with one another? Or are we moving further away from that? Right. You know, the Hebrew scripture um, sort of defines sin as missing the mark, right? It's sort of like <laughs> we took the wrong turn on, turn on the map. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think that can become a helpful way uh, when we're talking about relationship with God here, that this isn't necessarily about judging you. Right. It's helping you discover your authentic path. Absolutely. And part of how Jesus saves us is, how part of God saves us, is by becoming a human being and showing us what a fulfilled, maximizing his or her potential human being looks like, right? right? What it is to treat others well and to build up a relationship with God and how do we approach suffering and struggle mm-hmm. Um because it's not always perfect, it's not always pretty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so part of that saving is showing us what that path looks like. Yeah. You you said it. Um, sin is kind of like missing the mark. And how many how many times have you and I missed the mark? So yeah. many oh, times, yeah. right? So many. So phrasing it that way takes the judgment away, and it makes it a really inclusive way of saying, "Hey, we want to meet you where you're at." Campus ministry wants to meet you where you're at and walk with you in the direction of, of finding your goal, finding your path, finding the way to know your purpose, know your values. Um, and I think that's a great way to put it because that's what I see here in campus ministry. That's what you are hoping for. Um, but also on the flip side of that, somebody that maybe is not Christian and says, I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I don't have faith. I, I I don't know what I believe. Or maybe somebody, this is a Catholic institution, so maybe somebody that's not Catholic. Uh, how do we present ourselves to them? How does campus ministry present them, ourselves to them in a way that they also feel included here and that they have a purpose and that we can walk with them no matter what their faith or lack thereof looks like yeah so first i think we need to remind one another that everyone does have a a place here Mm -hmm. right that we're not an exclusive club right um and so maybe uh there are times when when those who might feel at home and identify with catholic university need to remind themselves that this isn't a private club right it's not we don't welcome people despite being catholic in in benedictine we welcome people because we are catholic and we're benedictine and it goes back to that starting point of everyone who exists and ever will exist as a child of god so how do we become a place that's welcoming right and whether that be um, because of a different uh, faith tradition or none or because of a different color of skin or different ways of identifying themselves. I think it's important that we show people that we honor them uh, and acknowledge that because they are a child of God, they are worthy of love and Mm -hmm. they're worthy of respect. They don't have to do anything in order to um, be worthy of that love or that respect. They just 
have it already. Yeah. <clears throat> so we try to do what we can around here, right? We, we try to remind folks to, first of all, be welcoming, be inclusive, say hello, mm -hmm. get to know people. Uh, you know, college students in particular oftentimes are living in the world of their minds yeah. and are often very, very busy. So remembering to take those pauses to actually try to connect with people, <laughs> to not feel overwhelmed in a moment maybe, and, mm -hmm. and to, to give some of that time to someone else is important. I think in terms of our spaces, it's important that students can see themselves when they walk in, right? Yeah. So um, what can we do with the art that's on our walls or the literature that's on our shelves? Yeah. Um, so one of the things we try to be more intentional about this academic year is making sure that different world religions are represented, right? Um, we've got my favorite wall over here is our wall of saints and holy people and role models. We wanted to make sure that not all of them looked like they were born in Europe because <laughs> not all of our scenes were born in Europe. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we find an artist who does a good job of representing where these folks came from. Mm -hmm. You know, for those of us that identify ourselves as white or Caucasian, right, I think uh, in, in the Roman Catholic Church, we sort of can sometimes forget that all of our images, for the most part, at least weigh heavily on this European influence, right? Yeah. Um, what does that say to folks who don't look like us and who don't look like that art? So, you know, when I walk into, when I went to Rome for the first time and I'm walking through the Vatican and things like that and, and St. Peter's, I feel at home and I feel connected. I feel like this is part of my story. And I'm also Italian, right? Mm -hmm. So this feels like my people, my place, mm -hmm. my space. Um, when I traveled to China, and I'm going through some of the old temples and stuff there, I can get this sense of spirituality. I can get this sense of something more than myself, mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily have that same identity with it. Right. So when we have people of color who walk into any American church or any American parish, right, mm -hmm. are they seeing themselves presented in the art? Do they have the sense that this is a space that is also there for them? Mm -hmm. Is How important is it that sometimes God looks like <laughs> yeah. the people who are viewing uh, God and stuff? So those are delicate issues, but they're also important issues. Mm -hmm. And whatever we can do to help people see themselves um, and then remind them that, that, that from the starting point, they are worthy of love and respect. So I think we're, what we're hearing is all of this intention and all of the reasons of why we are doing what we're doing with the space, um, what you're doing with just how we want to include people. But what are some more like practical things that people can come into the space and like that we have available for them? What are some groups we have available for all, all types of people? What are some uh, events going on? What are things that people can actually get into and become a part of through campus ministry? Great question to reflect on. I think that uh, different people come into uh, campus ministry in different ways, right? There are those folks who are going to come into campus ministry through something like mass. Mm -hmm. There are students who are going to come into campus ministry through service opportunities. Mm -hmm. There are folks that are going to come into campus ministry through just wanting a warm, comfortable, relaxing space and to pet a dog. And <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, and then some are going to encounter uh, campus ministry through small groups. Yeah. 
I do. Th so all of those things are important and necessary components and aspects. And the great thing is there's a variety of ways for people to connect. Mm -hmm. um, so I think this comes down to, first of all, invitation. So what are the what are the OGs in the space, right? Mm -hmm. What are the students who are who are, you know, juniors and seniors? What are they doing to be invitational to not just you know, the first and the second years, but also their peers who may have not taken advantage of any opportunities yet. Are we inviting folks to encounters mm -hmm. that are going to feel safe and comfortable for them? So maybe it's just coming to hang out. Maybe it's doing a service project. Maybe it's checking out mass or a prayer service. Mm -hmm. right. All those things exist, um, and all of those are opportunities for engagement. Um, I think this is one of the reasons why um, the Benedictine hallmark of hospitality is important because mm -hmm. we have to be hospitable in all of those moments, right? Mm -hmm. um, we have to not become the most important people in the room when someone new comes in. Right. Um, we have to make sure we're not just in our clique or, or, or and making someone feel like they're intruding upon us, right? Or that they're not part of the club yet. Um, to, to be more specific, a lot of those things are happening, right, Jetta? So, yeah. um, Things like uh, Road for Hope has already happened this year. We're starting to make arrangements for next year. I know in your last podcast you talked about Road for Hope a bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're starting to plan for alternative breaks. Um, small groups are really starting to grow and develop this year, and that's amazing. And again, there's this diversity of small group opportunities, right? Yeah. We have an all-women's group and all-men's group. Yeah. Um, we have a group that doesn't matter what gender you identify as, right? right? And you just come and be together. We have a group that is designed and targeted for our athletes. Right. Um, we have one of my favorite groups. It's so important that we have it is our first year faith and fellowship, right? Mm -hmm. So what does it mean to start exploring your spirituality as a college student in your first year? Mm -hmm. And then one of the great things they do is every other week they plan on a shared college experience and they just go to and experience it That's as great. a group. So awesome. So great. Uh, we're looking to continue our LGBTQ uh, faith-sharing group, mm -hmm. right? Um, so the, and the, one of the other things we're talking about um, with administration and with the health services is anxiety and stress are definitely on the rise amongst college students. Mm -hmm. So is there some group that can exist that's not overly churchy, right, right. but can still help center folks, still take that sort of sort of those principles and just get together once a week and just sort of talk about our weeks yeah. and what's causing us stress, what's causing mm -hmm. us anxiety. Um, mm. And so that's another opportunity for us to explore. Yeah. And then we also have a very effective, very profound, very appreciated group that's been here for a while, like most of these groups have, um, called Good Grief. Mm -hmm. So students who are experiencing death of loved ones. You know, that has been such a powerful experience for so many. And you know, and those are people that who participate who might be struggling with God, might be angry at God. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so we might not be seeing them go to Mass. We might not be seeing them hang out in here because they, they're they frustrated and angry right now. Mm -hmm. But still there's this encounter of community yeah. and, and this message of healing and coming to terms mm -hmm. with something difficult. All of those are such powerful ways um, to encounter campus ministry and for campus ministry to be present here. Absolutely. That's so good. And um, I guess one more question as we kind of start to wrap things up, um, but I guess is there anything else that you want students out there who are seeing the changes or um, might be nervous coming in or anything like that? Is there anything you want those students to know? 
Sure. Well, gosh, Tom, so many things pop into my head when you ask that question. <laughs> you know, there are the students who it might be new, and then there are students who've been here, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there are messages for both of them. Uh, so first of all, you know, whether you're brand new or you're an OG who's been here for a while, change is hard. And both of those groups are experiencing change, right? There's been a lot of staff turnover here uh, within this office mm -hmm. over the past uh, couple of years. Yeah. Um, so that can be hard. Um, and it can also be exciting, though. I, I think that dealing with change constructively um, is part of what helps us mature and flourish, right? Gr there, there's a reason why things are called growing pains, mm -hmm. right? They're not right. always comfortable. Right. So we can, it is very natural to be resistant to it. Uh, by the way, it doesn't also mean that every change is going to be the right change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the idea of community here is we're not expecting each other to be perfect. Exactly. But we're going to encourage and support one another so we succeed. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, Tom, when I met with the break leaders and you were in that meeting, mm -hmm. I think earlier in this week, we talked about are we living lives of um, desolation or consolation, right? Mm -hmm. It goes back to the idea of sin, right? Are we moving towards God? Are we building things up mm -hmm. and not destroying things in our approach to mm -hmm. in our outlook on life? Same thing sort of ties in there. So, um, but let's be a community about it. Let's struggle with one another. Let's communicate with one another. Yeah. Let's meet in the middle when we can meet in the middle. Yeah. For the folks that are new, life takes bravery. Mm. And I'm an introvert, and it takes yeah. effort for me to like go into a new space, whether there's a bunch of people in the room or not, right? Mm. Um, but be brave, and let us take on the role of making sure that you get comfortable and, and assure you that you're welcome and you are wanted here. Yeah. And again, you don't need to do anything um, to be included here. You don't have to prove yourself. Yeah. You just come through the door, right. and we're going to be thrilled that you're here. Amen yeah. to that. I love that. Well, yeah. thank you very much, Greg, for coming on. This has been an awesome time, mm -hmm. um, and especially talking about inclusivity. It's so important. Yeah. I think it's a message that we always get to get through as much as mm -hmm. we do. But Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me just reiterate. Thank you so much, Greg. Really so grateful for you and all that you're doing and all that you will continue to do. Um, and on that, I just want to end on a word from the bible it says in romans 10 12 for there's no distinction between between excuse me romans 10 12 for there is no distinction between jew and greek for the same lord is lord of all bestowing his riches on all who call him and so uh, let's end this in a prayer um father god we thank you for this conversation today we thank you that you're an inclusive god who loves all of his children we thank you that we're all children of God. We ask that you continue to grow campus ministry into a place where people can come in as they are and feel loved and feel included and feel like they have a purpose here. Would you let us guide and continue to guide people closer to you, Lord, um, without shame, without judgment, just hand in hand in love. In your holy name we pray, Jesus. Amen. 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 Spirit, amen. Yeah. All right, thank you all for listening. This has been a good time. And uh, stay tuned for more episodes coming up in the future. I'm Tom. I'm Conchetta. And Greg. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us again. Thank um, you. Such an honor to be here.
Mm -hmm. And um, we'll see you all next time. See you next time, guys. Bye.